0: There's a lot of hot seats in the NFL right now for these coaches. Find out whose is the hottest and their dynasty impacts. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. We're your hosts, Calvin Timms and Dale Terry. And today we got a fun one. We're gonna just kind of go all in. But before we get into that, I wanna thank everybody. We've seen a pretty big explosion in subscribers the last couple of weeks, and we really appreciate that. You know, we we had the big videos of the re-ranking of this last year's rookie class. We're talking about the 2024 prospects, and there's gonna be a lot more of that content coming out. In the coming months after the NFL season, we're kind of in the middle of it. We're trying to get a couple of championships ourselves. You know, we're trying to help you guys as much as we can as well, but... You know that's the one thing about Dynasty that we both love is that it's year-round. Essentially, there is no off-season in Dynasty, and we're gonna fill the entire off-season with content for you guys. So all the new subscribers out there, thank you guys so much. If you've been here for a while, you know the routine. We're gonna be cranking. I think this is like episode 160 already that we've done this year. So you know, since crazy. Uh, yeah, since the Super Bowl of last year. So we've been putting them out. You know pretty much every other day. We're we're kind of getting down to one a week now, but um yeah, it's going to be ramping up here again in a couple of weeks. So, it's going to be a good time, but thank you guys for joining us and hopefully you like today's episode where we're going to be railing on some of these coaches in the NFL cuz The NFL has a massive coaching problem. I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, Offensive line and coaching, that's the two number one and number two problems in the NFL, it seems like. But before we get to that, you can find us on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin for myself at Dynasty underscore Dale for my co-host here. You can find the podcast at FF After Dark. And also, like Twitter, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble, Google, Apple, anywhere that podcasts are really found, you can hit us up with, up over there as well if you have any questions or any roster, you know, trade questions, whatever it may be. But yeah, we're always available to help you guys out. Sorry, I'm I've got a little bit of a cold today too. So I'm a little stuffed up trying to fight it off. So hang in there with us. But uh, you know, it's that time of year. How you doing today, Dale?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. I am I'm just really excited about today's episode. Like we can finally air some grievances a little bit about these head coaches. <laughs> And I mean, I do agree with you that, you know, it's it's the one and it's 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 a high ranking problem is the NFL coaching you of, uh, your offensive line. And then I would say most people would um, most people would agree with the NFL officiating has been really atrocious all year. It's just not good. Yeah. Just, you know, it just just hasn't been good.
0: It, it's still amazing to me that they don't have full-time refs out there. Yes. Um, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Like, uh, you know, it's funny. I actually, uh, I'm an engineer, but I actually, you know, one of the older guys that just retired a couple years ago, he was a ref for the NFL part-time um, uh, when he was a little bit wild. younger. He, uh, he met Bill Belichick and, you know, he, he confirmed that he's just as salty on <laughs> as he seems in all his press conferences on the sidelines and right. everything. But, you know, I, I, he was an engineer full-time part-time referee. So it's just, it's wild that the NFL is like that, but you know, you're eventually the product's going to take a hit and they're going to, they're going to get the message. But until then, um, all right. So we're going to go with a countdown from five to one in terms of our, you know, whose seat is starting to heat up a little bit. And then whose seat is just on fire. Uh, you're the dog meme. This is fine. And then you need to start looking out. But, um, what uh? before we get to that, we had a couple of honorable mentions. Who was your honorable mention you wanted to, to talk about?
1: Uh, Mine was Brian Dayball with the New York Giants. You know, I, I feel his seat is starting to get a little bit warmer with what has really transpired this year. You know, a lot of it's not really his fault. You know, I think he really coached up those guys last year and he got mm-hmm. a lot out of them. Uh, but it also helped that they had a really soft schedule compared to this year. It's a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. And plus, Daniel Jones, you know, wasn't playing well before his ACL injury last last week. So, uh, yeah, it hasn't been good and hasn't really had any fantasy relevant players to really talk about. And you know, that's not really on him. I would say it's more on the ownership, yeah. you know, and 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 the GM for not giving him good players to work with, but. You know, I think his seats might be getting a little bit warmer because sometimes people in, uh, in new york city get somewhat impatient <laughs> about their oh about yeah. their teams not playing well oh yeah
0: so. i will say i think um for dayball specifically that last year probably bought him a lot of credit for yes, a couple I more agree. years i yep. think if anybody's got to watch out over there it's going to be the gm you look at what all they did like supposedly dayball did not want to extend daniel jones and instead you you gave him a four-year 160 million dollar contract um right. It looks like they're going to be in the running for Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, one of those top guys in this upcoming class. So we'll see if they ultimately pull the trigger, or if they go for someone like a, uh, you know, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. or um, the the tight end. Uh, oh, from. Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. Um, yep. Sorry. Uh, but Brock Bowers, maybe they go for a weapon instead and they kind of believe in Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones tearing his ACL so late in the year, it's going to be bad for this start of next year. He's not going to okay. be available. Look at Kyler, for example. Um, you probably won't have Daniel Jones until at least week five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in this offseason. But, no, I like that as an honorable mention. My honorable mention was going to be Kevin Stefanski with the uh, Mm. Cleveland Browns. And the reason why is this offense, you know, the biggest thing for me when I focus on these guys is if you are – a former offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator and your specific skill set is bad on your new team where you're the head coach, that's a major red flag for me because it means you're not really doing your job and... It's the whole, what do you, what do you even say you do around here? You know, like if you're not, if you're not Kevin Stefanski with a top 10 offense in the NFL, now there are the excuses, right? He came over with Baker, Baker looked a lot better, but ultimately kind of regressed. They went to Jacoby Brissett, then they traded for Watson and Watson has been bad for almost a year now, uh, but he's showing signs of getting better and back to good Deshaun Watson we'll see if that continues or not but you know I'm, the reason why I'm saying this seat is a little bit hot is this offense has been bad but you have some excuses that you can make for him as well. Uh, losing Nick Chubb, Watson being bad, he's big, and yeah. you know it's that's not his choice. He didn't choose to sign Deshaun or trade for Deshaun Watson and give him a fully guaranteed contract. Right, that was on the GM more than Stefanski. You know, Stefanski could say I want this guy, but he's not the one signing the contract. So I just want to point that out. I, I think that he should be a little bit nervous, but uh, I'm not saying that he should be outright scared just yet so
1: agreed agreed
0: all right so these are the honorable mentions we just wanted to talk about those guys quickly the guys we're going to talk about next we're going to talk about from a fantasy perspective as well get a little bit more in depth with the players so um, the number five guy for both of us is going to be frank reich with the carolina panthers and i like frank reich i think he's a good guy um but the problem with frank reich is I just don't think he's that good. Um, you look at his record when yep. he was with Indy. They ultimately went 40 and 33 with a tie in there. 55% win rate with a pretty good roster. And I get it. Again, you have the same excuses for that team as you do for Kevin Stefanski. They lost Andrew Luck. They lost, you know, Phillip Rivers. They were constantly going through these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich would, never had the ability to get synergy. And then ultimately he gets fired in the middle of last year doesn't work out comes over to Carolina had some sort of say in the the decision to take Bryce Young and Bryce Young's playing right now I'm not seeing his stats but when you look at Bryce Young and you see the deficiencies that he has he could ultimately be a good player but when you see Stroud at the same time with similar offense like teams around both players and Stroud is outperforming expectations and Bryce Young is massively underperforming expectations. And you can say all you want, Oh, they need a wide receiver one. Thielen is a guy that has a lot of experience. Who is, who yes. is the Houston Texans experienced wide receiver one? They've got some youth. They've got Nico, they've Nico got, Tank, Collins, but yeah. you know, that is on Frank Reich. And again, like I mentioned before, Frank Reich is an offensive coordinator and this offense does not look good. And I get it. You can make all the excuses. They don't have the players they want. He's fresh in the system, but man, it needs to be a little bit better than this. So um, the one thing I will say for him right now, he is 16th in the league in terms of yardage. So they are moving the ball pretty well on this team. Uh, But like I said, you just need to see. Well,
1: well, and and, and the problem with that though, that, I, I feel that a, a lot of that yardage is in, you know, garbage time, wh- yeah. which for fantasy is great, you know, have having all these garbage time plays and yardages, but it's not really, I mean, it's adding up, but it's not, I mean, it's adding up for Adam Thielen. It's adding up a little bit for Bryce Young, but mm-hmm. really not that much. I mean, other than that, there's really not a lot of, the, a lot of fantasy relevant players, you know, on this team. Like we thought that like Miles Sanders was going to be the guy. Now it's uh, Chuba Hubbard you know, might be the guy if he's not injured as well, you know, like the offensive line is pretty bad, yeah. you know, and Bryce Young has played pretty bad, you know, overall, like and I don't really see a lot of development quite yet out of right. Bryce Young that we would hope to see, you know, I understand he's a rookie and he's he's getting used to the NFL mm-hmm. and it's a lot different speed than what he was was in college, but compared to some of these rookies, well, and their own and, and well and their owner, especially with David Tepper yeah, he's really wanting to build a <laughs> yeah, it's it's build a winning team, like that puts a lot of pressure on a head coach. Yeah. And you know, I, I I you know, I think for all those reasons, that's why we thought Frank Reich could be really uh really seen in the unemployment line here soon.
0: Yeah, and I I'm not advocating for it. I would say give Frank Reich maybe another year or two, yeah. but um again. It, it is promising that they're able to move the ball and he he's a yeah. top half with a pretty, you know, in terms of talent on this team, he's probably bottom 10, you know, so he's outperforming expectations in terms of what the offense is able to do. But again, a lot of it, like you said, is in garbage time, so you don't love to see that you want to see it throughout the entire game. So um, Frank Reich, he's an honorable, he's kind of a half honorable mention, half probably because of David Tepper, the owner and the impatience nope. that is there. But if they move on from Frank Reich really quickly, what do we think that does to the players for this team? I actually think it, it has a negative impact on Bryce Young. I think Frank Reich is probably one of the best guys you can have for Bryce Young in the NFL right now um, in terms of, making it easier for him so if they were to move on i I, I'm a little I,
1: nervous. I i i see that but like i also don't really see a lot of what of what um frank wright really did to elevate a lot of his quarterbacks you know, like an in indie you know mm-hmm. i mean i mean i mean he had a lot of experience in philip rivers you know matt ryan you know and and that really helps so like how much did he help coaching up those guys you know i get in philly that he probably coached up nick Foles, carson wentz Right. You know, and, and we, we've seen that, but also Philadelphia had more of a team at that point compared to where Carolina is, where there's a there's a lot of holes on that team. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the most disappointing thing so far for Carolina this year is how much the defense has regressed. You know, this defense has been top ten in the last couple big of years. Yes. They haven't really lost any players and any massive names over the last couple of years. So the fact that the defense has taken that big of a step back, again, I get it. Frank Reich's more of an offensive mind, but that's very, very concerning. And again, as a head coach, you're in charge of making sure your defense is good. You're in charge of choosing a good defensive coordinator and everything like that. So, again, give him one more year, see what he can do. But, you know, I think he's probably. Very close to being one and done with this team. All right, let's jump to the next guy here. And (laughs) this guy is everybody's favorite villain right now. And that is going to be Arthur Smith with the Atlanta Mm. Falcons. And the reason why I think we're both advocating for this is kind of the line. Frank Reich, I don't really think he should be fired yet. Yeah. Arthur Smith. And the next three guys we're going to talk about, I think all three of these guys should be fired today. They should not even finish yes. out the season, but they're probably not going to. I don't think any of these guys are going to get fired in the season. So um Arthur Smith has a terrible record. he It's kind of funny, you know, he, there's all these excuses, and I was kind of complicit in it in 2022, right? But in 2021, he comes in seven and ten with Matt Ryan before Matt Ryan fell off the age cliff, um, and the team was yep. still decent. Twenty twenty two, seven and ten, yet again. Twenty twenty three, four and five. On pace to be seven and ten. It looks like like it's kind of just this guy's mo. But having an eighteen and twenty five record so far through three years, two and a half years. That's not great. Couple that with this offense is horrific. In terms of all rankings across the NFL, they are in 2021, 29th in the uh, the NFL in yardage that they had, 26th in points. In 2022, they were 24th in yardage, 15th in points. That's great. You're you're seeing a little bit of improvement there. This year, they're 11th in yardage. Great. Awesome step up, 25th in points. They are not capitalizing, and these offenses are terrible. You couple that with the fact that Arthur Smith refuses – Absolutely refuses. And oh, I'm a fantasy guy, Arthur. So you can uh, you can take your hate out on me. I don't care. Yes. But you absolutely refuse to use B. John Robinson in the red zone. He has one red zone touch in the in yeah. his entire you took the guy eight overall. You took mm-hmm. you took Kyle Pitts, the highest tight end ever drafted. Ever. ever. Ever drafted. We'll see if Brock Bowers can break that mold next year. My money is on no, probably not. Kyle Pitts is the highest drafted tight end ever. He still has the talent. We've seen the flashes, the behind-the-back catch that he made a couple of weeks ago. The dude is a good player, and you decide to feature Johnu Smith over him. who gets more targets and more first reads than Kyle Pitts. Drake London, that's kind of worked itself out a little bit. He, he likes to focus little, Drake, yeah. Drake London a little bit more as the first read. But, dude, th- it's just awful. It's awful. This offense is bad. It's terrible. And what, again, you're an offensive coordinator. What do you do here? You have one of the worst offenses in the league. Get out, get out. And from a fantasy perspective, I think if you move on from Arthur Smith, Literally, all of these guys just get better. I don't care about, you know, Desmond <laughs> Ritter. I don't care about Taylor Heineke. Whoever's the quarterback, I do not care. But you're going to be u- seeing a lot more usage of Bijan. You'll see a lot mm-hmm. more usage of Kyle Pitts. You'll see a lot more usage of Drake London. And these guys will actually be the fantasy relevant players that we all want them to be. We need to see Arthur Smith gone. And I don't think it's going to happen maybe if they lose to the saints in this division, because this division is very, very weak. It's
1: wide open. Yeah.
0: And if they don't win this division, I I could see Arthur blank saying, all right, that's enough, you know? Um, but at the same time, I could also see Arthur blank making excuses for him. Like, Oh, we got to get him a quarterback. You've had three top eight picks the last three years. What are you doing? You cannot say, Oh, we haven't gotten a quarterback.
1: And they've, and then they've chosen to go with, you know, Kyle Pitts. Break yep. London. Yep. And then, you know, and um, and then this year with Bijan. And I think it's I think one of the bigger problems I have with Arthur Smith is that he constantly feels like he has to be the smartest guy in the room. Oh and, and 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 try to outsmart everybody. You know, I, I. 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 I think what really gets me, too, is that he he comes from money, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. No, by, no. by, by any means. I don't but, really but, care. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. But but. But I, I don't I don't I don't think he's had to work that hard to get or as hard to get where he's at now because of his connections and ties. And that's part of it. You know, just just thinking you're better than everybody and you're smarter than everybody. And you're trying to outsmart the system and trying to give Jonu Smith touches inside the five when you have a. All world running back behind there. Even Tyler Algier would have been better—a better option than John U. Smith running down there, you know. And it's 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 ridiculous. It's clunky. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. And they're they're four and five this year when they should be far and beyond or far and above better than dude. You know, it, it's it's a, it's the same. Oh my gosh! It's so, the box and like it's just you know ridiculous.
0: it's you know it's hilarious. So, you know, we call him a nepo baby, right? As a joke yes. between the two of us. So, his first year of coaching, he was a graduate assistant for uh, North Carolina in 2006 when he was 24 years old. 2007, he goes to work as a defensive quality assistant for the Washington Redskins. You know what field that is? FedEx it's Stadium. FedEx
1: field. FedEx, FedEx field. field. His dad, his dad owns, owns, FedEx. owns FedEx. Oh
0: my gosh! That started his yes. entire coaching career. That, that is hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. I did not and, know and that and, and, until just yeah, now. And
1: it's all about connections, oh, dude. And and he's constantly hilarious. yeah. It's wild. Oh yeah, my and gosh. and I think I think that's that's just a frustrating thing that we have about him is that he's not getting these, you <laughs> know, think you he know high it. yeah. Uh, no, no, in in the, in these high drafted weapons that he has, he's oh, not utilizing them how 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 a typical oc wood you know i mean he he was in tennessee you know as the oc you know under he was under, yeah uh, he started as under, the, under under Vrabel.
0: yeah he started as the you tight know. ends coach and moved his way up but he was actually yeah, decent
1: yeah. in that but
0: <laughs> again you had derrick henry and you, you decided to feature yeah. him in the red zone that's for sure exactly but, uh, yeah
1: yeah it's because he's yeah because he's king henry right. you know and like and, and and like we all thought he was going to do that with Bijan, but now he just he's i don't know i don't know if it's I don't know what it is with him, and I really want to just fire him into the sun <laughs> right. and just be just be gone with him. Yeah, but I know I know I, I know they're going to be in the playoff hunt the whole year, mm-hmm. and and you know and and then and then on those and then on the other side, like their defense has been playing pretty well, you know overall. So right. you know, like they've been in. They spent a but, lot of
0: money on the defensive side, but
1: yeah, yeah, yes, they yeah, did.
0: It. I again, if you're an offensive mind and you have a terrible offense, and you're you actually. Outright refuse, refuse to ref- use your good players, then use your weapons, get him out. Yes. Just get them out. Yes. Fire him out. Fire sun. him into sun. Yes. Please um, do. All right. Number three here for us is going to be Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers. And this one might be a little bit more surprising because Brandon Staley, through his NFL tenure, has a 23 and 19 record, um, you know, 55%. It's not like he's a bad coach, but the problem is Brandon Staley. Again, one, he's a defensive coordinator and has some of the worst defenses in the NFL. Like, it's terrible. Uh, they're, they're bottom 10 in terms of points allowed. They're bottom 10 in defensive ranks just across the board. They're terrible against the rush, except this year. They're much, much better against the rush this year. But conversely, they're 30th against the pass. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of funny that the, the one year they tried to sell out to stop the run, now they're terrible against the pass. Um, But, again, you're a defensive-minded head coach, and you have a terrible, terrible defense. Well, you couple that with the fact that he makes the worst decisions, and I don't know if this is him. It it feels like it's more him than ownership, Uh and I think that the Chargers are probably going to get sold here in the next couple years. There's all the family struggles and blah, blah, blah behind the scenes, but this guy you know, he comes from an analytics mindset and I loved people hated it in his first year when he was so aggressive, like so yes. aggressive.
1: And was I loved very it. Very aggressive. I yes. loved it. But I, he has I, I, taken I was the same. Foot. I was the same.
0: He took his foot off the pedal completely. And now he's become just a, a vanilla coach. And you're in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas and and Chiefs. every single year on paper, people say, man, you guys could go toe to toe with the Chiefs. You are that talented you are that loaded on on the entire team right and they continue to charge it's called chargering for a reason they just continue to just blow their chances and you know looking at this year they're already four and four they can still make playoffs i'm not saying that they can't but it's going to be a long shot especially against that division where the chiefs are playing out of their minds and the AFC is just absolutely loaded. The NFC or the AFC North might take all three of the wild card spots no. this year. Um, so I just think that it's going to be a losing season again for the Chargers. And again, going into 2023, this roster was loaded. Now, let me ask you what, if, if they move on from Brandon Staley, what do you think that does to the, the players on this team from a fantasy perspective?
1: Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he had a lot to do with the offense. I think defensively he had more to do with it. Um, you know, I, I think I, I, I don't, I think a lot of the problem is their offensive coordinators that they've had. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I know that you and I have talked a lot about Kellen Moore and his very, and his very basic schemes and, and his, his lack of lack of, you know, play calling and you know scheming, scheming yeah together it's plays. more lack
0: of uh creativity like his yeah, ability crea- to chain creativity. things together is terrible it's just
1: yeah bad.
0: but he, yeah so, so he's creative so, so at the same time
1: yeah yeah so i think fantasy wise i don't think it's going to be that bad you know mm-hmm. i think i think the biggest thing is like where is there like once keenan allen retires and mm-hmm. well he's he's getting up there in age i think he's what right. 31 he's 32 30, i think I, he'll
0: be 31
1: yeah. So, so he's, he's, he's almost 31. So, you know, he, he probably has a couple years left with Justin Herbert. Right. Um, and then, you know, and then you have Austin Eckler, who's probably a free agent do next year. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to be a free agent. I think you they'll know, bring
0: him back. I really do. But you know, I yeah, wouldn't that, be shocked at, yeah, if they yeah, don't. And then,
1: and then, and then, and then, and then, and then Mike Williams is chronically injured every year, at least a couple times. Right. You know, and and, and he's going to be coming, he's going to be coming back from a major, a major injury. And then we have, you know, I I just think there's too many chargering things that are in this team's way to really be super fantasy relevant because Mm -hmm. because a lot of the problem is the defense giving up so much, which does help your offense because your offense has to keep up. kind of but but if you have a better defense that means that your
0: your offense has the ball more you know what i mean like they're not able to just drag it out because i i hear what you're saying and this argument is so always so silly to me because like if you have a really bad defense that means that they can just do super long drawn out 15 play drives that take 10 minutes off the clock and all of a sudden well they got seven points at the end of it too so it's like Having a better defense means that you can do that instead, which that's, I would rather have my team being the ones that oh, takes yeah, the ten yeah, minute drive. Yeah, I, I fully you know? agree.
1: I fully agree with that. Right. So you know, it's 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 for fantasy options. I don't think his his absence doesn't really do a whole lot. Sure. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they can get better defensive. I I mean, I mean, I mean, a lot of it isn't the pass rush, the pass rush that they have with uh, Joey Bosa mm-hmm. and Khalil Mack. Like, right. I mean. I mean, I mean, it goes to the GM. I think it's what Tom Telesco yes, is there. Tom Tulesco. GM still yep. forever, which which they can fire him into the sun as well. Because I don't think he,
0: he he's done a good job I, I, in my opinion. He,
1: but I, I think when he every signed J.C. Jackson to that huge contract, I that, get it. That really get set it. them back. I you get know, it. But and, and at the same and, time, and we <clears throat> in drafting as well. And, and at the same time, though, we just well. talked
0: about, we just talked about every year that the chargers on paper, you're like, dang, this team could go off that with that. anybody. I so that. I think he's I doing that. his job. I think it's more of a coaching side. That's, that's not yeah. living up to the potential, but you know, we're, we're splitting hairs there, but, um, yeah, well, yeah we are. No, I, I, again, I, I'm with you there. I think Brandon Staley moving on from him. Honestly, what they'd probably do is elevate Kellen Moore to head coach probably. at that point. Probably. Um, yeah. where, uh, again, I think it's just a continuation. I don't think there's much of a of a difference there. So um, the good news is Brandon Staley. I think they would actually probably open up things a little bit more. I'd be more excited for guys like Quentin Johnston. You saw early in the year that they just refused to play, and I, I put this out on Twitter. <clears throat> Quentin Johnston has done everything that you could want from him on the field, right? He's constantly getting open. He's he's running the right routes, picking up the blocks he's supposed to be doing. He's just not getting targets. He's not the the first read. And he's also not getting on the field as much as you'd want for a first round pick, right? And the reason why is Brandon Staley knows he's playing for his job this year. He knows that. We he's it's been talked about for two years that this guy, eh, maybe get rid of him, yeah. you know? So he knows he's playing for his job. And because of that, he's playing scared. Again, go back to year one of Brandon Saley, where he was one of the most aggressive guys in the league. Get that first round pick out there. Who cares? You've seen what they've kind of started to unlock him a little bit. You get him the ball in space and man, the dude can just dominate, right? Uh, But instead they're playing scared and... Again, that's another reason why I don't like Brandon Staley is he's not making good personnel decisions Mm -hmm. at the same time. Why is Gerald Everett on the field at all? Donald Parham is the better tight end of these guys. And it's just it's constantly this where he's making decisions where it's just it's it's playing scared. And I don't think that he he isn't playing seriously like he wants to keep his job, essentially. So, um, I just think that moving on from Brandon Staley would have an ultimate impact on this offense in a positive direction. Again, you you increase the defense, the ball, the the team's gonna have the ball more, which I'm all for, right? So, um, yeah, Brandon Staley probably uh, time to take yeah, of
1: yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And I I don't think he's necessarily gonna get fired during the year because no. it, I I I can see them just they'll be competitive the, the entire season, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, personally, me, if I was a Chargers, I would have let him go after that horrific uh, wild card loss against the against the Jags. Like that was just the. Yeah, it was just a lapse of coaching. Like you're yeah. not coaching up your guys. You're 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 getting complacent. And that's kind of where Brandon Staley is. He's just complacent and he's going to get let go.
0: All right, number two on the list here, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anybody. Matt Eberflus with the Chicago Bears. This guy, again, I'm going to reiterate this with all of these guys. You're a defensive coach, and you have the worst, literally the 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL. What do you do here? What do you do here? And I get it. Yeah, they've shed some players, but you traded, you know, him and the, the GM seem like they're on two completely different pages. You couple that with, as the head coach, you're responsible for choosing your offensive coordinator. Luke Getze has been bad. You have chosen not to get rid of Luke Getzey. Why is he still on this team? Why does he yeah. still have a job as the offensive coordinator? Oh, well, they started to get a little bit better last year and and they started to get a little bit better uh, this year. They're bad but, and but have they still been lose bad. every single yes. game, and uh you know, well, we gotta keep him around. We gotta see what he can do. He, what he's doing is he's losing your games. like Luke Getze is not a great offensive mind. I like the guy. he seems like a nice guy, but he's not a offensive coordinator. He took the offensive coordinator job for the first time. He was a uh, like a quarterbacks coach, I believe, or a wide receivers coach for Green Bay and took the offensive coordinator job last year. This is his only 2 years of experience and I will say it's not been a positive one in my opinion. So the fact that you're 5 and 21, you were 3 and 14 last year. I mean, look at what was uh, Hugh uh Hugh Jackson?
1: Mhm. Oh and yeah, yeah, he 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 was he was like 1 and 31. Yeah, and he got fired he for bad. about
0: the same, you know what I mean? So
1: nope.
0: this guy should not even be coaching the game that's playing right now that I'm going to be catching up on here after this. I, but uh, I, I
1: mean, and in, in with that, I, I think if they lose that somebody oh. should get fired. Oh, Somebody sure. should get fired. They're going to The Panthers it, are going to win this I, one. I, yeah, yeah, like like I don't care if it's Getze, I don't care if it's – I don't care if they fire Ryan Poles. You know, which they won't fire the they GM right now. They won't, but, they won't. But you know, I, I, th- I mean, I think part of the problem was that was that they hired the head coach before they got the GM. Yes. And yep. Th- that's really what started all this mess. And there's different and philosophies <laughs> on what they want to do. And <laughs> and you
0: picked a a defensive minded head coach like,
1: which which, which I'm fine with. with I'm, it doesn't work I'm fi- with Fields.
0: It doesn't work with yeah, Field.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: And you're gonna so correct. now and the reason we we know he's gonna get fired like. Chicago's going to have probably the number one and number two or number one and number three or two and three, whatever whatever. doesn't matter. They're going to have two top five picks, right?
1: Yeah.
0: They're getting a quarterback, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake may, it doesn't really matter. They're getting one. You are not rolling with Matt Eberflus with the next guy. And the good news is I think if they do go after this year, they're going to fire Matt Eberflus. They're going to bring in a guy and that guy is going to make the decision on I would rather have Justin Fields or I'd rather have Caleb Williams or Drake may let's assume for this, the sake of this argument that, you know, somebody else has the one-on-one. So that leaves you Drake may as the possibility at two, right? They, then the new guy, the new head coach is going to come in and they're going to have to decide, Oh, Justin Fields. Uh, we've seen flashes from him, but nothing consistent yet. Um, you know, are we going to go with him or are we going to go with Drake may, they might decide to go with a guy that can fix Justin Fields, which would be awesome for fantasy football, um, and Agreed. then you just add Marvin Harrison Jr., an offensive lineman, and all of a sudden you bring in an offensive mind, and I'm not entirely sure who that would be. That Maybe it's Ben Johnson. If I was the Bears, I would do everything in my power to bring Ben Johnson in over from yes. the Lions. He would make such a positive impact for this offense, it would be nuts. He's all of a sudden fixing this offense. And whether it's Drake May or Justin Fields, I don't really care who the the quarterback is for this team. I'd love if it was just Justin Fields. Like, I like Justin Fields, so I'd love him to stay here. But either way, all of a sudden, Cole Komet's going to be more consistent. I think that Roshan Johnson or um, Khalil Herbert is going to be more consistent. They're going to bring in a quarter or a wide receiver with whoever it is, but DJ Moore and wide receiver X, T Higgins, whoever it's going to be this offseason yeah. is going to be very consistent. And all of a sudden these players that have some fantasy relevance is, are going to be so much better for fantasy. So moving on from Matt Eberflus, not only does it help us because I'm just tired of watching this team be terrible, but it's going to open this offense up because there's no chance they're going to go defensive-minded head coach again. There's no chance.
1: And if they do, I feel I've lost all faith in whatever the Bears can do, like like they've right. just been mediocre for a decade plus, And it's hard to watch because, you know, you know, w- with them being such a historic franchise, you know, and 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 being so close geographically to us. Like we have to watch their games every week. Yeah, right. and it's like, I like, I would rather bleach my eyes at this point <laughs> than, right. than, than to watch the bears. You know, I love Justin Fields. I love DJ Moore. I love Cole Komet. You know, I, I love all these, all these offensive weapons that they, you know, and even Darnell Mooney, you know, like I like these guys and I, I think they could be fantasy relevant, but you have Luke Getze who should, should, shouldn't even coach a high school team. At this point, he's so bad, <laughs> you, you can know, coach college. you know, he
0: could definitely coach. Uh,
1: yeah, like D3, just, that's dude. college is
0: like five plays. He's got five plays.
1: It, it maybe <laughs> he, he he might have three plays like it was just so bad last year. Like, I just don't know what their plan is, you know, like offensive mm-hmm. defensively. I mean, they, they are better offensively this year. They are a little bit better. I mean, I mean, I mean, statistically, they have to be better defensively because they were last last year. Yeah, you know you know, they, they, they are improving, but they're not improving enough. Like there's in and with the press conference that Matt Eberflus had yesterday, which, <laughs> yeah.
0: w- which would have been the tank. Is yeah. In.
1: It was just, he was, he, it was, it was about Justin, the fields availability and how he's like 51% in 51% out, you know, like the, like literally the numbers don't add up with this guy literally. And he's just talking a lot of coach speak. It doesn't make sense. There's no clue in, I just think he's lost the locker room and he's lost these guys and these guys are just playing for next year to hopefully have a job themselves.
0: Yeah. And that's again, Matt Eberflus. He's just not, he does not seem to, he was a good defensive coordinator um, for Indy before he came over. Maybe that's where he's going to go back and, and do that again and he'll be just fine. But you know, he just seems to be over his head and I wish him the best of luck wherever he's going next, but a hundred percent chance he's going to get fired at the end of the season. Uh, but I think
1: uh, I I I, w- I would not be shocked if he's fired if they lose like, tonight.
0: I could see it if
1: if if they lose tonight. I I wouldn't be shocked if he's fired Monday.
0: Yeah. So we will see. We will see. But uh, you know, we've already seen uh, Josh McDaniel get get fired in in Can. So. Hopefully that'll kind of set some of these other guys up. And I think Ryan Poles too would be one of those guys who's like, I'm not gonna wait around for you to, you
1: know, to, to. I mean I mean I mean he 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 honestly shouldn't because his seat's pretty hot too. Right. And it gives you the so, best
0: like they yeah. talked about it with the, the Raiders, right? It gives you the best chance to look at these other candidates that are out there and and you they know, kind of
1: have first pick of of kind of who you want.
0: Don't interview them. But call them on the phone yeah. and talk about yes. if they're interested in the job. You know, yeah. none of those yeah. conversations that never happen. But uh right. you know, so I, I I could see it, but we'll uh we'll see how tonight's game plays out. You guys probably already know the results by this point, but uh you know, you can hit us up in the comments down below. And then number one candidate that we both want to see get fired. And, you know, I think that it's gonna have an impact positively on the value of the offensive players on this team is going to be Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders.
1: Rivera, Ron.
0: And Ron Rivera, I feel so bad putting him here at number 1 because I do too. I do too. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's a good guy, like a good genuinely a good human. He he went through the cancer um a couple years ago. He's finally free and everything, but again, you have a bad defense. You're a defensive-minded guy. You were a head coach for Carolina with, with Cam Newton for all those years. And you had a winning record down in Carolina. You know, it, ultimately they had a 55% winning record, uh, with, with Carolina, but sadly with Washington through four years, he's only got a 45% win rate. Um, they've only been above 501 time of those four years, I don't think this year they're going to be above 500, especially after getting uh, moving on from Chase Young and also uh, Montez Sweat. So Sweat, yeah. their, their defense was supposed to be, you know, you look at the defense. They've spent so many first round picks on this defense the last five, six years. And yeah. none of them like you yeah, have it's, a it's, bottom it's, 10 defense. And that's yeah, just not and, a good time. It,
1: yeah, it's just not working out. You know, it's it's with talent, with injuries, mm-hmm. you, you know, like it just hasn't. And I I feel I feel that Ron Rivera's put in a bad spot because Mm -hmm. of what his GM did. yeah. You know, in in, in taking out some of those playmakers, because like Sweat was playing really well. Oh, yeah. Chase Young was 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 starting to was starting to heat up and do and play really well and be, be available, you know. But, you know, but I honestly think that. The the best thing that's happened with these trades that we saw, it was last week, is that this commander's offense is going to throw for a lot of yards because mm-hmm. they're going to be playing catch up and all these garbage time plays, as long as they can throw to scary Terry and, and, uh, and, and Jahan Dotson, hopefully every now and again, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, al- al- along with Brian Robinson, he, I think he's a little bit less fantasy relevant because of that. And, you know, I'm not really sure where he fits. Same with Antonio Red. Gibson. He's, he's always in the, do- he, he's, he's always in the doghouse somewhere. So,
0: Yep. And the the thing with Ron Rivera, like again, his defenses have been bad and that's fine, but the it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that he's going to get fired as well, same with Eberflus. Um supposedly all the rumors are, reports are that at the trade deadline he did not want to get rid of either one of those guys and yep. ownership said, "Yep, see you later. We'll uh we'll take whatever that's we need from these two guys." Yep. Um, And I will say Ron kind of kept his job for a little bit longer because of the whole Dan Schneider transition. They were there was all the reports and this guy needs to sell a team, blah, blah, blah. But they kept him along as the head coach just for the continuity this first year. I think this ownership group, you got Magic Johnson and all the other guys that are that are taking over here. I think that they're going to want to really start to push forward with their own influence this next year. And they're going to be yep. moving on from Ron Rivera. Um I think they're going to give him the courtesy of finishing out the year just because of
1: I agree. who he is and his, I, well, his well, tenure well, and everything. Well, and all of what they did to his defense too. Like they, they, yeah, they, gutted gave him a, they gutted it. Yeah. Yeah. And they honestly did like, like they well, And they don't have as good of, you know, Cornerbacks, uh, safeties. You know, I, I I know the past few years they've they've tried to they've tried to get talent, but that talent really hasn't done very well. Though mm-hmm. so, you know, I I feel bad for him because because like they do have a very good and tenured coaching staff. You know, with you know with 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 Ron Rivera. You know, at at OC they have Eric Bieniemy, which we've seen Eric Bieniemy kind of they've changed this step,
0: offense a lot on the offense. Like the yes, yes, they have. Yes, they have. They're I've, top I've ten. Been, they're top yes, 10 I, in, uh, I, I, in all re- records across the board uh-huh. for yeah for and, I, and, and passing. And
1: I've been, and I've been very impressed with, with BNB's offense, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then on the, on the defensive side, on the defensive side, like they have Jack Del Rio, who is a very tenured coach and a, and a, and a very well-respected coach. So, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they let those two guys go and they, they keep the cause you know, he's kind of the new hotness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of go on from there and hopefully they can have some success with the B, you know, under B but it's really all up to the, you know, Sam Howell and his development.
0: Yeah. And B has come out and said that he really likes Sam Howell. So I think if they move on from Ron, they are going to be the team that, that makes uh, Eric B a, an NFL head coach. Um, yep. so the good news is I think that the offense, you're going to see a little bit more continuity. The better news is I think you're going to see a little bit less of the dog housing that you've kind of seen from these guys. Yes, uh, Ron yes. Rivera, he's kind of the old school. You fumble, you're done forever. Um, we're going to lock yeah. you down. Whereas you look at Andy Reid and the chiefs and they did not do that. You, you, you're kind of. You know, they'll pull you, they'll sit you down, let you make sure you're mentally there and mentally right, but, um, they're not going to just absolutely destroy your, uh, destroy your career there. So, um... I think that better days are ahead and I think this offense is going to keep rolling and moving on from mom Rivera. I don't think it's going to have a negative impact on any of these guys. I, don't I think Sam Howell actually has been playing well. They need to get an offensive line in front of him. So he's not getting sacked that's, a million times. That's but, been, uh,
1: that's been the biggest, like it's, it's, it's embarrassing to watch their offensive line, oh yeah. which they, which they haven't been able to keep like, well, well, I, th- I think a couple of years ago, they lost Brandon Sheriff, who was a long time guard there. You yeah, know, who, they, who was, yeah, they lost really, him to
0: Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Yeah so
1: for him. in which I don't blame him for getting out of Washington with all that I mean term, they lost Trent Williams because
0: he just absolutely hated the coach or the medical staff and refused yeah, to play for the team yep. so yeah yeah yep. it was
1: all bad yeah
0: So better days are ahead for this offense. And I think that moving on from Ron is only going to open things up a little bit more for this offense going forward. So and I think that they're also not going to focus so heavily on the defensive in the side in the draft as well, right? They're going to try and actually focus on some of these offensive players. And I get it, they took Jahan Dotson last year in the first round, but you know, they were in the they could have had Sam Laporta this year. They could have had Michael Mayer. They could have had any of these guys. Instead, they took a below average size cornerback and you know, the guy's been getting lit up every single week because they yeah. decided that they were going to take him and put him on the outside, not in the slot where he played all of college. So, you know, it's, it's decisions like that, that are just not great, especially by Ron, um Ron Rivera here. So, all right, that is our top five coaches. And one thing I did want to talk about really quickly at the end here, uh Bill Belichick, we actually didn't talk about him. I don't no, think don't. that Bill Belichick should get fired, and uh, as a Patriots fan, I'm just gonna say this: I do think that he should be fired from GMing, but I do think that he's a great coach uh, in terms yeah, he of, is. He is. of what uh, he's uh, able to do with what he's got. But yes. his ability to find talent, dude,
1: is is yes. just horrible. I mean, I mean, personally, me as a Miami Dolphin fan, I want him to stay oh, forever dude, right terrible. now because he he is setting uh, he's setting the Dolphins up for a couple easy wins a year. Yeah, and I am here for it after you know two decades of. Just destruction, domination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about the last.
0: (laughs) All right, so let us know your thoughts. If there's anybody that you would like to see on the head coaching chopping block here, um, or even offensive coordinators that you are just absolutely out on completely. We talked about Luke Getzey a little bit there, but if there's anybody else you want to talk about, hit us up in the comments down below. Thank you guys again for listening and joining us here today. We're going to get back to some more of the dynasty specific content next week where we're talking about this, but man, I feel so much better after trashing these guys. I do you know? too. Yeah. It feels, yeah, I know. I it feels great. Just get to like you know hate, hate, hate on these guys. So, uh, you know, you love to see it sometimes. And, Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Again, find us on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin, at Dynasty underscore Dale, and the podcast at FF After Dark. Follow us, subscribe to the channel so you can get all of our content. And again, after the season, we're going to be hitting you guys up with all kinds of rookie content, rankings, all that stuff. So, thank you guys again for joining us. And until next time, have a good night. And we all got dreams. We all want
1: things. But what you gonna go for, how you gonna move for, what you gonna be?